It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on in to The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. Excited to talk with my guest today. You know, a lot of times when you have a baby, you just like. It feels like sometimes you go back to normal and then like people forget that like you had this major life shift <laughs> that happens. And I think oftentimes, especially in Utah, we have this unique place where people have kids just all the time. And it's sort of like you have a baby. That's what you do. And I would really like to slow down that process and remember that having a baby is like a monumental life shift. And especially if you have health problems after having a baby, if you have things that happen to you that just kind of flip your world upside down. I think it's such a monumental time. So my guest today is my fantastic colleague and someone who just had their first baby. Uh, you'll probably know her name because she used to be a reporter here on KSL News Radio, Kelly Pierce. She is now the executive producer for uh, Boyd Matheson's Inside Sources every weekday, 1 to 3 on KSL News Radio. Kelly, thanks for joining me. So glad to be here, Lindsay. Okay, so walk me through it. Your son is now eight months old. Talk to me about how pregnancy went for you and kind of how you did in that postpartum period. So this was really interesting. When I got pregnant, I just had this constant feeling of wanting to faint. Really? Yeah, and it was something that. The doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. The other part of it that was super difficult was my all my genetics really come from my grandmother. And she was a lovely person, but to say she was private was probably the understatement of the century. Mm. So I have no idea what went on with her pregnancies. And as I'm trying to put the pieces together, as my doctor's trying to put the pieces together, we have this whole section of life that we have known nothing about. So my doctor's looking at me and he's going, well, you're fine. The baby's fine. It's probably just something that is unique to you, maybe your family. You know, it'll probably go away after you have your child. So let's just keep monitoring it. And that was really my symptom during pregnancy. But just feeling like you wanted to faint, like you were going to pass out. Mm-hmm. So you and you time. like couldn't drive, right? Absolutely. I could not drive. Um, and so because this was during the pandemic, when I was pregnant, I mean, the early days of the pandemic, Yeah, um, it it was okay in terms of my job because I could do it from home. Right. KSL was really great about letting me do it from home. Um, but yeah, I couldn't drive. I couldn't go out to really any places. When I was walking around in stores, I felt the same way. I always had to have my husband there or my mom, someone. So I was, you know, not alone. Did you pass out at times? I did not. Luckily, I did not. Okay. Almost. Very... <laughs> There were a couple of times where I almost did, especially during those hot summer months. That was the worst. But again, there was just this whole medical mystery of what's going on with me. And after I had my son, it kept going. Really? Yeah. And I've heard of this with other conditions. I think we're going to get into what you've officially been diagnosed mm-hmm. with. But um, my uh, cousin's wife uh, got her inner ears went out. And oh, wow. basically, she's still dealing with dizziness nine years 
later and she has one child. Like for wow. some women, pregnancy just impacts you this way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because when you think of pregnancy, you think like, all right, I'll just have the baby. Right? No problem. Right. Then you read a little bit more, you know, as you're pregnant, you're like, okay, there is a recovery period. Okay. This just kept going and going and going. And mm. I went, uh, something's not right here. So that's when I went to my uh, general practitioner. Yeah. Okay. And so did you get a, when did you get the diagnosis? So here's what happened. I was still having these feelings. So I went to my doctor and he said, well, you know, it might, most likely it's probably stress or anxiety. Um, that's very, very common. Um, and these symptoms mirror uh, stress and anxiety a lot. Mm -hmm. And I can say that that is someone who's had anxiety. Sure. Same. And so he just said, you know what? I'm going to put you on an antidepressant. I want you to go to therapy. And I want you to come back in a month if you don't uh, see any improvement. And then he paused and he goes, unless you have POTS. He goes, well, just check it for a month. So he that day he knew that there might be something else other than stress and anxiety. Well, it was less than a month. <laughs> I absolutely was just feeling even worse. Oh, man. So I went in and he said, all right, immediately we're going to do a tilt table test. And that's what determines whether you have POTS or not. And I, quote unquote, passed the test. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you've got to tell me what is POTS. So POTS is what I actually have to like look at this because I am like not at all medically inclined. Right. So POTS is a acronym for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Well, that is a big yeah. phrase. <laughs> That's why I have my notes in front of me. So basically what it means is blood is pooling in my feet and it's very difficult to go back up. Oh, wow. So that is what's causing the feelings of fainting. Pregnancy is a huge trigger for POTS. Mm. POTS affects about half a million women, or excuse me, half a million people every year. 80% of those are women. Mm. So that's, it's the feeling of just constantly wanting to faint because you don't have enough blood volume sure. going up. Yeah. And it's triggered a lot by pregnancy. It's found a lot in highly successful women. That's really interesting. Okay, we're talking with Kelly Pierce. She's my coworker here at KSL News Radio. She's the a producer for uh, Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson and a former reporter here on KSL News Radio. Uh, Kelly, I want to pause here, but let's dive back into this diagnosis you got after uh, during pregnancy. Well, you got the diagnosis after pregnancy, but the pregnancy led to the diagnosis of this condition called POTS. We're going to dive back into it when we come back on the Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. You know, a lot of times when you become pregnant and you have babies, everything is fine, everything is normal. And so often we're just like, oh, get pregnant, have a baby. That's what you do. But oftentimes there can be conditions that happen. There can be medical problems that happen. And so many women may be suffering in silence right now because they're experiencing something and they think something is wrong with them because everyone else just has healthy babies and healthy pregnancies and you just get pregnant and have a baby and that's what you do. And it is a major life shift and there are major complications that can happen with pregnancy too. So I'm not trying to scare anyone, but I want to normalize the fact that Pregnancy and having children is a monumental event, and it can really 
flip your life upside down, whether you're having your first kid or your eighth kid. And my guest today is my fantastic coworker, Kelly Pierce, who just had her first kid. He's eight months old. Such I know. Such a cute little nugget. Tell he me his really name is. again. His name is Nathan. Nathan. Oh, sweet little Nathan. Okay. So uh, we've been talking about this condition that you developed. Uh, your pregnancy really triggered it, as I understand it. And yes. it's this condition called POTS. So you're going to have to tell me again what POTS is. <laughs> That's okay. Again, I always have to look at my notes because I never remember. <laughs> if you don't even know what it is, how are we supposed to know what it right. is? Right. Absolutely. It is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So basically what that means is blood is pooling in my legs and I constantly feel like I want to faint. And then also when the blood is pooling in my legs, my heart tries to compensate for that, especially when I'm standing, by just rapidly beating. Wow. So someone might be out there having some of these similar symptoms either during pregnancy or just in life in general, right? Because Mm -hmm. this is a condition that's not specific to pregnant women. However, it does largely impact women, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there's about 500,000 people every year that are diagnosed with POTS in the U.S. 80% of those are women. Pregnancy is a huge trigger, but it's also found a lot in very highly successful women as well. Yeah, tell me why. They don't know a whole lot actually about this condition. They suspect that it's something in your nervous system that has been damaged, but they're not 100% sure. What does being successful have to do with your nervous system, though? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the stress or, you know, because when you're in those highly pressurized jobs, you know, that can definitely take an effect or a toll on your body. Yeah. So, again, there's a lot that they just don't know about it. They just know what happens and how to treat it as well. So consider yourself, uh, take it as a compliment, right? That you're a highly successful woman (laughs) with POTS. So I imagine this condition is really hard to live with on the day-to-day. Now, like you said, it was triggered by pregnancy, but it it sounds like, does it have a genetic component to it as well? They honestly don't know. So, uh, and again, my grandmother, who I get all my genetics from, she was just a very private person. So I have no idea if she felt this way during her pregnancy at all. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that it started, you know, triggered by pregnancy and then is continuing eight months later, mm-hmm. uh, what is it What is it like for you on the day-to-day with POTS? So on the day-to-day with POTS, it is very difficult because I really can't stand more than a minute and especially not stand without maybe holding on to something. Jeez. It's hard to walk in stores. I've almost fainted. A couple of times. Um, and it's also very hard to drive, but I have to do it every day to get to work or drop my son off at daycare yeah. because you feel constantly like you're going to faint. Yeah. So you have to take measures to make sure that you're okay. In my case, it's drinking a lot of water to keep my blood volume up. Mm. So is there any cure for this? How do you expect to be able to not have to deal with these symptoms on the day-to-day? So I'm still going through the process. They want to make sure that it's not something else that's triggering it. It wasn't anything from my heart. Um, I'm going to be going to an endocrinologist to see if there's anything that might be triggering it in that way. But how they treat it is actually through um, certain types of heart medications. Uh, Beta blockers, sometimes there's a treatment where um, they constrict the blood vessels. There's a pill that can do that. So um, you just, it's very individualized. You have to kind of basically try everything. Mm. A lot of people actually, there's um, non-medical treatments as well, which is basically just compression hose. And it's 
the only problem with that is for a lot of people, that's very uncomfortable. Did you wear those during your pregnancy? Because I did for a I, hot minute. I did not. So I <laughs> had no idea about that, actually. <laughs> so, you know, I haven't tried that yet. So I'm just kind of going through the process. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the cutest look you ever had with the hose halfway yeah. up your knees and they're like rolling down. I remember I went on a flight and I was like, I think I should get some of these just to be safe. And you have to like buy them at like a medical supply store. And They're getting cuter though, it looks like. All right. they're, they're starting to look like tights now, right. so that's good. Maybe we need some women to design them or something. Exactly. Because... <laughs> Especially with this condition affecting so many women. I know. We need to, we need to have some style put back in these compression hose. Okay, so you live with this condition called POTS every day. Do you see any hope for it getting better? Is it like some days are worse than others? Some days are definitely worse than others. Um, some It's connected as well to your menstrual cycle. If it's closer to that, you're going to feel a lot worse. Sure. And then other days you're actually kind of almost feel normal. The thing about POTS is there are people who after two years, they just – magically get better really and then there are people who have just dealt with it for decades yeah you know, and everything in between now I sort of feel like there were times you know I experienced a postpartum mood disorder after my first child was mm-hmm. born and I talk about that a lot here on the mom show and I'm 100% open to talking about it there are times where you know because we sort of live in this culture where it's just like have a baby that's what you do and it's like really it's this life altering thing where i almost felt resentful at times that i had such health issues when when this was supposed to be quote unquote supposed to be the most magical time of my life right that everyone tells you about how do you look at this illness it's really debilitating in a lot of ways and it's depressing in a lot of ways because there were things I wanted to do with my son, you know, take him out to the park, but I can't really walk that far. It's, you know, I don't want to have a medical emergency while I'm with my son at the park down the street from my house. Right. I can't go and get little professional pictures done with him because I really can't drive there. I have to conserve my energy for driving to work or to drop them off in daycare if I and, need to. And let's not mention the fact that taking care of an eight-month-old is mm-hmm. a whole energy thing Zapping in and of itself. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, it's very hard to exercise. And so it, there's a lot of things where it's just very disappointing and something I didn't expect at all to happen. Yeah, disappointing. That's such an important word I think you hit on because we're just told in society about how wonderful and lovely motherhood is supposed to be. And then you sort of feel disappointed afterwards. Talk to me about how you've kind of reconciled that feeling. I just had to, in a lot of ways, let it go. You know, I, as disappointed as I am about everything that has happened, I just had to let it go so I can at least enjoy my son and be around him and watch him grow and look has have his little look of wonder. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just love that. Mm-hmm. So... In that way, I have to also think about, all right, how can I maybe accomplish those goals that I want? So maybe when my mom's around, take him that way. You know, mm-hmm, th- mm-hmm. think about those sorts of things to really have those little mementos in life. Yeah, you sort of have to think outside the box and let go of the definition of what you thought motherhood was supposed to look like. Absolutely. Yeah, so important. Kelly Pierce is my fantastic co-worker. Uh, she just had a baby eight months ago, and we're talking about this condition she now has called POTS, which is making the blood essentially pool in her legs 
and makes her feel like she wants to faint all the time. So I imagine there's people out there who are listening to this and they're like, that, that's what's happening to me. <laughs> so hopefully you're helping some people Absolutely. Out there, and I think for a long time, people were told that they were crazy, that this didn't exist. They were just anxious, you know, take a chill pill, you're, you're nuts. <laughs> Finally, in the last 25 years, medicine has caught up and said, oh, wait a minute, this is a real condition. It's actually a condition that we've known about since the Civil War, but we really haven't codified it until about 25 years ago. So what I would say to people is, if you're feeling bad, push. Yeah. You know, don't take no for an answer. Go find out what's going on. And I've been very blessed in that none of my doctors felt I was crazy. They knew something was going on, even if that second they didn't identify it. That's really important. Kelly Pierce, uh, my fantastic coworker. We'll take a break. More with Kelly in just a minute on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. I am Lindsay Ertz. You can podcast this episode wherever you podcast. Just search for the KSL Mom Show. You'll find us there. Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, what are the other podcasting apps? The KSL News Radio app, obviously. You can download. Uh, and we're talking today with my awesome coworker, Kelly Pierce. Uh, Kelly just had a baby eight months ago, so I wanted to check in with her and find out how everything's been going for her since having a baby. But let's be honest that having a baby is a monumental life shift. And sometimes I think we gloss over that fact, especially with our culture here in Utah where we have a lot of women having children. We have a lot of kids. And sometimes it just feels like, get pregnant, have a baby. That's what you do. And we don't stop to think about the monumental life shift that having a baby is. And I think especially your first, you really go from an independent, you know, woman, if you're married, you know, you go to, you know, it's just you and your husband and you're, you know, or you and your partner and you're out doing things all the time. You can pick up and go. And then you have this little one and like, you're so happy, but it's like, oh, now there's a lot of shifting that has to happen to get out the door. Um, so, Kelly, we're talking about your experience today where you were almost fainting during your entire pregnancy. You couldn't drive. You were mm -hmm. getting lightheaded, I imagine. Oh, yeah, very much so. During your entire pregnancy. And you found out after you had the baby that it was this condition called POTS. So if people have never heard of this condition, tell them what it feels like. So basically what it feels like for me is that I'm going to pass out every single second of the day. It's incredibly difficult for me to stand up for more than one minute without having to have some sort of support. The crazy thing about POTS, too, is that I remember I had one attack really bad, and it was right in front of my bathroom mirror. And I looked up, and I said, if people didn't know what my condition was, they would think nothing was going on. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this is like an invisible illness. Yes, it is. And that's another reason people weren't believed about their illness was because they, they looked completely fine. Right. Yeah. And you look completely fine. And But yet, if I was in an airport, I'd probably need a wheelchair 
to go from point A to point B to conserve my energy. Don't you hate that? Because you're just like having to explain to people constantly. And if it were me, I would want people to feel bad for me, but they can't see what's going on, right? Yeah. And there have been times where I've been in the supermarket, you know, I have to lean against the cart or I just have my husband, you know, check out and I go to the car. Yeah. Because I'm just not feeling great. Uh, That is so hard. So this condition was really triggered by your pregnancy. But, I mean, can other people just have it happen to them randomly? Does it just show up? It seems like it just shows up. Yeah. When I've been doing all this research on it for people who haven't been pregnant and they have POTS, it's like out of the blue one day they're just like lying on their back or they just pass out. Mm. And they have no idea what had happened. And maybe by the end of the day, they'll feel better. And then it keeps going and it keeps going. Yeah. So it's, something to watch out for if you've experienced some symptoms like this. Absolutely. And people do say, you know, if you've experienced symptoms like this, you know, if you're driving, pull over. If you're um, standing, maybe just kind of sit down, get down on all fours, just so that you don't, you know, you, it, this isn't a fatal condition, but if you pass out and you hit your head on something, that's not such a great idea. Right, right. I mean, does your, does the blood come back to your head once you sit down? So it's easier for that because it's a lot um, smaller distance for it to travel. Right, right. So, but it can take a while. It can take five, ten minutes for me to sort of reorient myself if I'm having a bad attack. Oh, that is just so hard. It sounds so hard uh, to be living with on the day-to-day. What do you feel like... Are you hopeful that you'll eventually not be living with POTS? I'm crossing my fingers, praying to God that I one day will not have to live with this condition. But it's something that, you know, I have to think about in terms of, all right, if I get pregnant again, because we do want more children, can I? Yeah. I mean, I can in terms, the POTS will not hurt me or my chi- or child, but... It will absolutely, the the symptoms sometimes for about half of women get more intense. Right. And I do need to be able to function in a day, you know, go and take my son to daycare at the very minimum. Well, yeah, you have an eight-month-old you're yeah. trying to care for. <laughs> exactly. It's not an easy feat when you're feeling 100% well. Yeah, exactly. And so those are things that I have to think about in the future. Yeah. And, and I want to touch on kind of that you know, the expectation of motherhood versus the reality of motherhood. What were sort of your beliefs about motherhood and becoming a mother before you had Nathan? And how has that shifted given the fact that you now have a physically life-altering condition because of this pregnancy? So I thought I would just get rid of my condition, recuperate after the delivery for a little bit, and then we'll be fine, Mm -hmm. you know? Obviously, I knew babies were a challenge, but I didn't. You never really know until you actually have a child yeah. how much of a challenge you're, they could be. You're such a good parent to your hypothetical children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, anyway, we, in terms of like the expectation and reality, I just remember, you know, you see in books and stuff, you know, kids are supposed to hit this guy, you know, this milestone by this age or this milestone by this age. And you get a little bit nervous about it. And then I quickly learned um, those are kind of guidelines. They're they're... not exactly hard and fast rules. So a lot of that went out the window, luckily. So that way my stress level went down quite a bit. And and 
also just learning from other mothers as well because they'll tell you, you know, babies are hardy. Don't look at the guidelines. Mm. Just kind of go with the flow a little bit more in terms of what your child is ready for. And that made my stress level go down and I didn't have to worry as much. And so I've been very thankful for that guidance from other mothers. Yeah, that is a skill that I don't think I developed right away. (laughs) I think I had this expectation of motherhood that you just have a baby and then you love and care on the baby. And it's like, I kind of, kind of knew how to do that, but it was hard. Like, what if I don't want to get up and change a diaper in the middle of the night? I just sort of had like, what if I, I don't. I don't want to tend to your every waking need like and you feel selfish right for thinking yeah. that way and I just sort of had this expectation that motherhood was just like all self-sacrificing and then I was like wait I feel really selfish that I don't want to do these things and I really had to get to a point where I separated the tasks of motherhood from the relationship of oh, that motherhood. that is so wise. Yeah it, it took me I mean it's I'm six years in (laughs) and I'm still trying to remember this concept. But when I'm able to sort of separate those two things, it really does feel like I can be like, oh, I love the relationship I have with my kids. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, showing them that love and caring for them in that way. I do not love, you know, having to get them chocolate milk when they scream at me or... I'm sorry I brought you a fork when you wanted a spoon for your eggs. Heaven forbid that I knew (laughs) that you wanted to eat your eggs with a spoon. (laughs) Yeah, even when, you know, my son is just a little baby, he's still, you know, going for that dominance. You know what I mean? So you as a mom, you feel like, oh, man, you you try to curb as much as you can. You know, it's age appropriate. And you can put in those boundaries even when he's as little as he is. Right. But you also have that thought in your head and you're like oh am I being a jerk like, yeah yeah know? am I being selfish right now yeah, yeah. And, and you go oh wait a minute no 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 this is for his good but, right. you, but it's a hard thing like I have to constantly remind myself no 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 putting in that boundary um not attending to him if he was just absolutely screaming his head off just to do it right I just want the screaming to stop so yeah. I'll do whatever it takes <laughs> to stop that screaming and it's just been there's been definitely so many times where I'm like oh, man, I feel like such a jerk, and this is not what it, all what I expected yeah. as a mom. Yeah, because you just, you know, again, your hypothetical kids are so easy to parent, right? Yeah, you're right. Like, I'm just going to love them all the time. Like, yeah. you see these parents who snap at their kids, and you're like, never, never will I do that. Like, I have so much patience, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, if this kid screams one more time, I'm going to lose it. I remember when the Los Angeles Kings won the Stanley Cup, and the two-year-old daughter of the goalie, was like roaming around in the press conference and she like went up on her dad's knee and she started, you know, chatting away and it was so cute. And some people were like, control your kids. And I was like, you've really never been around children before. It's actually kind of better for her to run around and not have mom, you know, knock over a camera. Right. And also you try to control your kids. Like, Mm -hmm. see how well that goes. Because I've got one of those kids where it's like, it doesn't matter what I say or do. He's doing whatever he wants. Oh, very strong will. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. We're chatting with Kelly Pierce. She's my fantastic coworker. We've been talking all, all about her uh, diagnosis of a condition called POTS, which essentially made her feel like she had to faint throughout her entire pregnancy, and it's lasted. She's now eight months postpartum, and it's lasted this long. And so I'm hopeful for you, Kelly, that you get some relief from this. And, I mean, you are an amazing woman because I would be complaining all day, every day. Like, And, and you have this attitude of just like – 
I let it all go, right? I mean, you had this expectation of like, I'll take my son to the park. I'll, you know, go on walks. And you can't even do that now. You know what? I was really, really angry, really angry after that happened and my diagnosis and everything. And it took me a while to get to that place of acceptance. And I'm not there every day. Sure. So I think people have to know that if you have any sort of postpartum symptom and you get frustrated one day, it doesn't mean anything about your character. It's just a normal human reaction. Yeah, it's a very normal reaction. And that's why I, I do want to normalize all these things that can happen postpartum and during pregnancy because, again, we just go into pregnancy and, and having babies like it's like no big deal. But when it alters not you know, obviously having a baby and having a child is going to alter your life, but now your physical health has taken a toll and you can't do the things that you once were able to do. And it is really okay to feel resentful of that. I want to normalize that for women. Absolutely. And I also want to tell people, you know, this isn't meant to scare you. It's just if you run into an issue, make sure that you're on top of it as much as you can. It's really difficult to do with with POTS Mm -hmm. for sure. But the moment that you know, I started to actually take charge. And it was actually a woman at my church who really pushed me to take charge of my health because she had a non-pregnancy related issue. But and she was told that she was crazy, of course. Mm-hmm. But once she got that help, that condition and her life returned to normal. And it's just a encouragement to women to say, hey, look, if you take charge, you might get your issue fixed mm. and fixed a lot sooner or return back to some sort of normal life sooner. If you know something is wrong with you, advocate for yourself because sometimes doctors will dismiss you. Absolutely. I was very lucky that none of my doctors dismissed me. None of them thought I was crazy, but I'm not always, <laughs> I'm not representative of the whole of society. I yeah. Say. Yeah. Because there's a lot of women who are told that they are nuts and they're not. They're yeah. suffering from something. That's really important. Kelly Pierce uh, is a co-worker of mine here at KSL News Radio. Uh, she's the producer for Boyd Matheson's Inside Sources, a former reporter here. We'll take a break. One more segment with Kelly when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. My guest today is my fantastic co-worker, Kelly Pierce. Uh, She's the producer for Inside Sources. So when you hear Boyd Matheson, one to three every weekday, she's the brains behind that operation. No offense to Boyd. He's got some (laughs) brains too, let's be honest. (laughs) I think a few, yes. He's very very smart guy. He has a few brains. But you have brains too, uh, and you are running running that show, and I love it. it's Kelly, collaborative. Yes. Collaborative effort. Kelly Pierce, of course, a former reporter here on KSL. I was really surprised, actually, when you went over and became Boyd's executive producer. And that, that really happened right after you had your baby, right? Yes, absolutely. And it was a much better fit for me, especially going through the POTS. And at that time, I didn't have the full diagnosis yet. I just knew what was going on with my body. And I went, okay, I need something a little bit more structured in terms of time. Because for people who don't know... As a reporter, you technically have, you know, an eight to five slot, but news doesn't run on a train. Yeah, exactly. You could be sent out anywhere at any time. Yeah. And I'm going through all these symptoms. I can barely drive and I'm going, I need a little bit of a change. Yeah, you need some stability. Well, you're a fa- you were a fantastic reporter. So that's why it surprised me when you came became a producer. Not that you're not a fantastic producer, but I was just like, I miss her writing and she was so good on the air. 
Uh, but nonetheless, you're fantastic at whatever you do. Um, and you heard Kelly mention her condition called POTS. She developed this condition during her pregnancy. Pregnancy triggered it for her. And um, Kelly, remind people if they've never heard of POTS again, what is it? So POTS is basically where your blood is pooling in your legs and in your feet, and it's having a lot of trouble getting back up to your brain. So okay. you feel like you're going to faint constantly. And a lot of people do faint, actually. Yeah. And you had this symptom throughout your whole pregnancy and then in the postpartum period, too. And you're eight months postpartum right now with your one son, Nathan. Yes. And I'm still feeling those effects to this day. Yeah. And that's so hard. Um, so as you were going to doctors and trying to figure out what was wrong with you, did you get any pushback from them being like, ah, this is nothing. This is anxiety. You're crazy. Like, don't. I mean, just it'll go away. Well, the first thought that my general practitioner had was that it was anxiety because these symptoms can be very similar to anxiety. And as someone who suffered from them, from anxiety and had similar symptoms when I was in high school, I thought, well, maybe that is true. So he wanted me first to try an antidepressant and also some therapy to see if it would go away. But in the back of his mind, luckily, he entertain the possibility that this could be POTS. Hmm. And this was when I was first meeting with him. So we had to rule out anxiety first. Then I did the tilt table test, and that confirmed for sure that I had POTS. Okay, you need to tell me what the tilt table test is. So basically, it's the way you tell whether you have POTS or not. And it's been pretty much the same since the Civil War. You've had What you do is you lay down on a table for a certain amount of time. Then you get up. And put your back up against the wall with your feet away from the wall. Okay. And if your heart rate races to about 30 extra beats per minute, okay. but your blood pressure basically stays the same, that's the trigger that they know that this is POTS. Mm, because your blood pressure is normal, but your heart starts racing? Mm -hmm. Your mm. heart starts racing because it's trying to get the blood back up, but your blood pressure isn't really reflecting that because you're... It, again, the blood is just having trouble getting back up to your brain. And, and hence the feeling of lightheadedness mm -hmm. and dizzy. Is it dizzy too? Uh, it can be dizzy. I have almost passed out in a couple stores. So oh, gosh. Didn't happen, thank God, but, you know. I it's, think that's really scary. Yeah, and it's such a good reminder that you never know the silent illness that someone might be facing because you look at you and you, you look fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things about POTS is that you look absolutely fine. Yeah. And so there's a reason why... The doctors and even family members for a long time with POTS patients were like, you don't have anything. You look great. Yeah. But I've had attacks where I've been in front of the mirror, luckily, and I looked at myself and I went, yeah, if people didn't know I was suffering from POTS, they would assume I was perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you sitting in this chair right now. Do you feel lightheaded right this very second? A little bit, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's a consistent feeling for me. Yeah. Are you getting used to it, or does it still feel like, oh, I hate this every day? Um, it's still, it's kind of a combination of both. I still hate it every single day. Yeah. But in some ways, I am getting used to it. I think my body relaxed a little bit. I mean, definitely the symptoms from April to now are a little less severe, but it's still, I don't want to give people a false impression. I'm still suffering every day. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so hard. And again, I think it just speaks to 
everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about, mm-hmm. right? Which is why it's so important to be kind to yes. people. Because <laughs> yes. if someone looked at you and saw nothing and then they were rude to you and you, it just could set you off in the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Where you're just like, you have no idea what I'm going through. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to be a jerk to people because I had never heard of this thing before at all. And I think a lot of people and a lot of doctors haven't heard about it before. Yeah. And I think that was certainly true with my OBGYN and he had seen everything. That, you know, yeah, and I I think it speaks to to advocating for yourself in the medical field, right? If you can sense, especially if you know your body really well, and you can sense that something's going on with you physically, talk to me about how you would advise women to push for doctors to keep checking. So what I would say is, I got really great advice from a lady at church. She had something that was not pregnancy related at all, but it was a problem that they were diagnosing her with anxiety. And in reality, it was a medical problem. And once she got it fixed, she returned to a normal life. Mm. So she really advocated and said to me, you know what? Push until you get an answer. You're not crazy. Yeah. And so you will tell if it's anxiety related, a antidepressant or therapy is going to help you with that. Right. It's going to lessen your symptoms. In this case, it wasn't. And it probably, if you're having a medical condition you're probably just going to be more relaxed about your symptoms, which is what definitely happened to me. So I would just encourage women, okay, if you, or, and men too, if you, if something keeps being wrong and your doctor can't fix it, go and Google some, somebody else who might be able to talk to you, get that second opinion, Yeah. get that third opinion, because, you know, doctors, we love them, but they are not infallible. They're people too. Yeah. And they might not have heard of a condition. You know, see a specialist. Advocate for yourself. Definitely. It's really important. And I think so often just women in particular, their symptoms can be dismissed and they cannot be believed, right? Especially when it comes to uh, if you look fine on the outside, right? And this was, I mean, this condition for so many decades, men and women, and I think it was mostly because it affects women so much, were told that they were crazy, they were nuts, and there was a medical condition that was going on. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people out there that have been suffering with this and had no idea Yeah, and thought they were nuts. Can you direct anyone to any resources that they can get help if they think they might have POTS? Or I know that there are um, childhood cases of this too, right? Yes, there are. Um, it does tend to pop up in teenage girls and then maybe into women in their 50s. Mm. So pregnancy is a huge trigger, but it's not the only one. Um, but what I would say is I would encourage people to actually go, um, of all things, YouTube. But there are people who share their stories. But you can get really great medical information about POTS from the Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic and Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They have some really great videos on YouTube to give you a little bit more perspective. Yeah, and two really reliable sources. Kelly Pierce, she's the producer for Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. So the brains behind Boyd's brains is what <laughs> we should say. Uh, and Kelly's a former reporter here on KSL News Radio. Kelly, I hope you get some relief from this. And I hope you get to have that motherhood experience that everyone deserves. So do I. But I will say this. I mean, despite everything, if I knew in advance that POTS would be triggered, I would still go through the pregnancy. My son is just my biggest joy. That is the mark of a truly good mother. So oh, there you thank go. you. <laughs> Kelly Pierce, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week on The Mom Show.